Welcome back to another episode of Dinner for Breakfast. I'm your host, Bailey. I'm your host, Wes, and today we're joined again by our special guest, James. Hey. I'm clapping again, but it doesn't pick up on the microphone. (laughs) Welcome Um, back to the studio, James. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me again. Yep, this is our monthly installment of Mixology. (laughs) All right, let's... uh, if oh. my math is correct, this will be uploaded the week of St. Patty's Day. And if my math is correct, what a perfect timing. St. Patrick's Day, guys. Did any of you guys bring green Guinness? Why didn't um, we? No, but I do have green. You should have thought of this earlier, right? I didn't even think about that. I could have made a drink that's actually like St. Patrick's Day specific. That's fine. Uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever. You can drink uh, what you want. It's the best part. I could have brought I'd, Irish yeah, car I'd... bombs. I have a shamrock shake next to me. I don't know. Wait, you got a shamrock no. shake? No, I do live very close to a McDonald's, though, so I could go get one. Honestly, um, I tried to get a shamrock shake the other day, and like I was on the phone with Brandon, and I was like, I swear to God, if I pull in this drive-thru, and they tell me their shake machine's down, I'm going to flip out. <laughs> and sure enough, to, to no one's surprise, the shake machine shake was down. Honestly, yeah. I feel that like it's sucks. mostly the McFlurry machine, isn't it? It's not like the shakes no, you can get by, no. but the flurries are always going. No. It's whatever it's whatever thing they don't feel like making, because that's yeah. definitely what it is, right? Yeah. Like, it I, has... I've worked in restaurants. I know how it is. Sometimes you don't want I've done that before. I've done that move before. I overall out. But like, um, no... The shake machine is literally the easiest thing. You literally just put the cup in it and it like tells what the size and you just hit go and it dispenses the shake. There's literally no work wow. at all to it. it it's it's simple. It's ridiculous. But I do um, love a, a McDonald's strawberry shake though. Oh my god. Mm, we're getting too sorry. We haven't even done anything yet. But I know. A little housekeeping notes. Um if you guys are interested in talking or uh, sending us topics, debates, or whatever you want to hear, feel free to email us at dinnerforbreakfastpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can just tell Wes that his opinions are objectively wrong. Yeah, you yeah, can, t- you can text a him. Lot. <laughs> if you have my phone number, you can text me. Don't call me. I'm probably busy. I'm usually busy. <laughs> um, yeah. Wes, Words. what drink you got? What drink do I have? Okay, so a little peek behind the screen here. I still have a cold uh, because we're recording this very shortly after the previous episode. (laughs) Um, But I do. I am still sick with a cold. Oh, sorry. One second. Hello. Hello. It's Bailey. (laughs) Bailey's calling me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I made myself a nice, toasty, warm beverage. This is the drink that I always drink. when I am sick or when I'm like feeling cold and under the weather, I made a hot toddy. Oh, so it's uh, it's only four ingredients, so you have to have nice ingredients. But um, I got some nice some nice bourbon uh, today. I'm drinking um, Woodford Reserve, which I'm a big fan of. It's a Ooh. pretty solid bourbon. Yeah. Uh, so I have Woodford Reserve and a little splash of lemon juice and a big squirt of honey and boiling water, and that's it. And so it's just hot water with lemon, honey, and bourbon in it. And it's delicious. It's super cozy. Clears your sinuses out. Bourbon's a great thing to drink if you have a cold because it clears your sinuses out. It's also just delicious. But Dinner for breakfast that's is uh, not responsible for any medical advice given out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do drink, do drink responsibly and definitely don't 
take cold medicine while you're drinking alcohol. That's super duper duper bad for you. I Googled it earlier. Wes is a trained <laughs> professional. <laughs> I'm a professional drinker, I, mean... I guess. Or being sick. Drinking connoisseur. Drinking connoisseur. Our professional bubble boy, Wes. My immune system is awful, though, for real. Like, I get, I get sick probably once a month. I'll come down with a pretty nasty cold. Oh, that's tough. It's brutal. My life is horrible. Um, Bailey. Yeah. What are you drinking? So I have something that a variation of a cocktail I haven't tried before. I went with a nice, simplistic Pimm's Cup, but not lemon style. Ooh, I went oh. apple juice style. I've heard, I think, believe Wes was telling me that's a thing. So I it haven't tried. So we're going to try the apple juice and Pimm's today. So, so cheers, your boys. first time trying it. Well, with yeah, apple I juice. think so. With apple juice. Yep. yep. <laughs> Oops, you. Hey, that's pretty good. Hey, right? Not so good. bad. That's how I always do it is with now, apple juice. Now, did you do plain apple juice or did you use like a sparkling apple juice i, I just went plain that's all we got okay. here all right. but i do i mean typically i i'll do the san pellegrino move with it but um no this is just just uh yet? question not mark yet, not yet not yet. <laughs> yet um but no i'll usually use san pellegrino with the pims but today we just went with apple juice and pims which is a fan favorite how yeah. do <laughs> you think it compares to your standard with the, the I like I like this more. Lemonade. I like this more. You like the apple juice more? Yeah, the apple juice. Yeah. And do you think sparkling you apple juice would make it better? I do. I, I like carbonation in my drinks. I think sparkling apple juice would make it better. Okay. All right. We did. We have talked about Pims before, right? Yeah. Yeah. If we've you, we've talked about it last episode on all your episodes, even though <laughs> yeah, the I, one that you talked about hasn't aired well, yet. Well, technically, I guess this would probably be like <laughs> yeah. two episodes ago. We'll, uh, when they come out in matter. order, you will have heard them talk about yeah, the you will have heard <laughs> and about using things. apple juice. And this is coming right after that discussion in real life. So. <laughs> <laughs> James. James? Uh, I was going to make some other things, and then I tried to make some other things, and stuff happened in the kitchen, and I uh -oh. have decided not to do that. So we <laughs> went with a default. Now, I'm abusing the fact that this is not a video podcast because i did not gussy up that drink i didn't put it in the right oh. glass i almost it's... decided to just not strain it because i was like it's lazy. a little it's a little bit of drink in an absolutely enormous it's the same gigantic mug that you used last time we did this and it's like a third of the way full with something that looks like a smoothie. it is a giant pint glass but I was gonna. I dosed two instead of three this time, and then I realized: a, I'm not gonna have as much ice in there, and b, it's not as big of a drink. So Perfect. visually, it's not compelling. That doesn't matter. It's a daiquiri, yeah. specifically Ooh. a strawberry daiquiri, uh, because I threw. I had some frozen strawberries that I normally use for like smoothies, and I threw mm -hmm. some of those in the shaker. Um, Everyone assumes a daiquiri is like that frozen thing that comes out of the machine, and that's kind of like your resort-style daiquiri. But, like, the daiquiri as a cocktail is pretty simple. It's just uh, normally, like, a light rum, uh, a sweetener, so it's probably just, like, a simple syrup, sugar, and then mm -hmm. lime juice, and that's really it. From there, you can delicious. add your fruits. You can add, like, different kinds of citrus juice. You can change the type of sweetener. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It's it's real nice, refreshing, light, not too heavy, sounds... but it's uh it's got some booze in it though. <laughs> that sounds excellent. That yeah. does sound good. That's actually kind of new to me because I always like yeah, like I said, like how you always think a daiquiri comes out frozen. I actually never like knew you could do a a daiquiri with like a liquid style like that. So this is all a big learning thing for me today. We're in school. I love that that section of the podcast was just Bailey talking because I was blowing my nose and James <laughs> and is eating lunch. I know. <laughs> fantastic host. You really We're some real professionals here. I am eating because I didn't know. I thought I was going to make a stronger drink, first of all. So I was like, I do need to eat something. Well, I'm you need to eat anyway. make a lot of noise, but I think we're okay. Yeah, anyway, though, simple daiquiri. If you haven't had just a... a bog standard daiquiri not like a frozen sugar loaded whatever try it it's really nice really refreshing great on a summer day which it is not we're about to get like eight inches of snow or something <laughs> yeah we're about to have a lot of snow <laughs> it's about to be but, fun uh, but yeah it's great i mean it, take the take the summer vibes with you exactly <laughs> isn't that a jimmy buffett thing he says like take the island with you or something along those lines that sounds that sounds that like sounds jimmy buffett <laughs> jimmy buffett's margaritaville dude gotta love jimmy buffett dude <laughs> Um, James, you, uh, in the text chat this morning, or I guess late last night, you were texting, saying some notes and you put a note in the Mm. text chain that says liquor for before beer. Wow. I'm glad you mentioned that because (laughs) I already forgot that I put a note in our little group. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to talk about why do we have a saying that I'm pretty sure is entirely false. That see when you when you sent that I was like, ooh, I'm pretty sure I have a hot take on it on how I have never had that experience of like how if you drink beer before liquor you're never been sicker. I think it is. And then like the phrases was it liquor before beer? You're in the clear. Beer before before liquor. liquor, Never never been sicker. Yeah, that's the phrase. When you sit down and you think beyond like oh someone probably you know. Generally, I feel like most people end up hearing that as they're starting to drink. So it's normally from someone older than them. Mm -hmm. Have you ever stopped to consider that? Why? Why would that make sense? The order at which you consume alcohol, because it's still the alcohol that's that's affecting you. That's what we're talking about. Why would that have any impact on how you process it? (laughs) I have I have an interesting theory about this. Um, that I've, I've actually thought about this before when hearing that phrase, because <clears throat> ultimately it shouldn't make a difference. But I think that if you drink, so beer is typically like pretty heavily carbonated and it makes you feel bloated. So if you have that bloated feeling in your stomach and then you like take a shot, your stomach is already a little upset and that hard alcohol hitting your stomach could like make you sick. Um, but if you start with, yeah if you start with i I keep having to remind myself of the phrase i never say it but if you start with your liquor and then add the carbonation on top of that you're less likely to get sick that's my theory i don't know if that's accurate we could test it out i think the other thing that kind of goes hand in hand with that is like let's assume this isn't like a i'm drinking socially this is like you're going out and you're about to get hammered. Like that is right. that's the end game. You're drinking drinking with purpose. You're probably <laughs> drinking a lot like volume-wise of beer and then by the time you get to the spirits which are you know generally less uh less 
uh big volume. like volumes of liquid yeah. then you're probably already like by the time you get sick from the alcohol you think that the liquor did it but it's just because you already had a ton of liquid in your system it's and just then it's just sheer yeah it's yeah. just sheer volume volume of right. liquid consumed yeah. that makes sense because realistically it's you're taking an alcohol and at a certain point of alcohol in your body you get sick so like the order at which you drink it really shouldn't have any effect on how it hits you it shouldn't but there is you know this whole this whole phrase based on the fact that it does have an effect and that has to come from somewhere right so there has to be i mean just playing devil's advocate here there has to be some reason that somebody said that in the first place listen i have personally tested this theory and oh. I have personally have not found anything wrong with it. Like I found that I can drink beer before liquor and be fine, or liquor before beer and be fine. Yeah. So, so it, yeah. you're saying it the the saying doesn't really have no, any yeah, no. meaning. It's, yeah, I yeah. I agree because I've done the same yeah. thing. Like I've been, you know, everyone, you know, have people over and I'm just like alternating between like oh I'm having a beer and then like I make a drink and then maybe I have another beer or something it's sure. it's it's the same if I drink too much in general I will be sick and if I don't I, I won't be I think that's the I think that's the heart of the issue is I think last time uh you said that the American drinking style was <laughs> like aggressively and all at once and if you do that if you do that with anything it's going to make you sick so that's probably where the phrase comes from but like if you you know kind of take your time and actually pace yourself and drink responsibly it shouldn't matter yeah right yeah. i i just think depending on the context too like maybe people associate like if it's not a you know you're out at dinner a social setting you're probably generally you sip your cocktails more like if you get a beer at a party it's probably going down very quick and so do yes. drinks like mixed drinks but i feel like even still you kind of sip those more slowly generally unless obviously shots are shots that's just right yeah. alcohol instantly but <laughs> right so i think it's kind of the same thing of like too much all at once or you've already had a lot and then you 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 go over the edge of what you can handle in general and then you get sick but i right. you know i'm i'm assuming like and i haven't researched this uh no of course bunch, not. Why but would you? i'm assuming that any nutritionist out there, or whoever this is relevant to, toxicologists, whatever it toxicologist is, toxicologists probably. I have to assume that they've done studies for the sake of it, and I have to assume they're like, yeah, your liver is processing alcohol, and when you have too much, you get sick. It doesn't really matter in what yeah. form it comes in. <laughs> that would that would make sense. Um, I I have this issue where I just drink like no matter what I'm drinking, whether it be like a glass of water or a soda or a beer or anything, I just drink really quick in general. <laughs> So I'm just like, whatever I'm drinking, I'm like, like this thing was full. I'm already almost halfway through this. I just drink Your hot things. toddy? Okay. Yeah, my hot toddy. It's All quite right. nice. It's very warm and cozy. I just, nice. it's not very strong either, but I just like consume beverage at like in <laughs> a breakneck pace. Consume but beverage. Consume <laughs> beverage. Um, yeah, I, I understand. Like, I feel like I generally, um, not necessarily drink super fast but like if i go out to dinner with people i normally finish kind of quickly but i feel like that has to do with i'm normally listening to what people are saying and i don't talk as much so i get sure. my meal faster but I, right. yeah. I yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know if that's entirely relevant to what we're talking about but we we're talking about drinking things fast bailey do you have anything to say you haven't said anything in a while oh uh, 
No, uh, no, uh, James. I did want to ask you something though. On the, like <laughs> yeah. to change pivot points, a couple episodes, Wes and I talked about our our last meals on what our last meals were. Mine was kind of like out there and like a little weird, and then Wes was like kind of simple, if I believe. Um, mm-hmm. what would your last meal be? Ah, man, I should have prepped for this. <laughs> no, the fact that you didn't prep for it is what makes it entertaining. Interesting. This is raw. I, it's just it's just four different types of rum. Now are we? <laughs> now I've seen other shows and channels on YouTube that kind of discuss it. Are we talking like last meal, as in like a singular meal, or is it like a no? For, it can for be breakfast, whatever. I will have, and for lunch, I will have. Oh no, your last, your like legit last meal. Okay. Yeah, okay. like we we picked we sitting. each picked like five <laughs> yeah, or six. Yeah, yeah we each yeah. picked like five or six different foods to eat. Man, it's like a spread. I really really like. A breakfast, but on the other hand, like seafood. Like I'm really like if it's dinner, I'm like looking for seafood more often than not. So if I if thinking about that, I would probably go for like a eggs Benedict thing, you know, mm. with like sand. You know how they serve it with like uh, oh, sand you're talking like a, yeah, like a lox, like a lox Benedict. Yeah, yeah, something like Ooh. that. You know, poached eggs, like smoked salmon on there, on like a really nice fancy bread of some kind whether yeah. it's like you know some something like that a, a nice breakfasty thing um and then maybe you are a sucker for breakfast i i love breakfast and i <laughs> we, we we made the mistake of uh just hanging out and talking before the podcast so now we <laughs> yeah. have to retroactively rehash conversations we had i know we should just isolate ourselves Never speak to each other. Come into we'll do this that. channel and then <laughs> for the we'll do that next content. time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I never, not never. I, I don't always eat breakfast because I normally just get up and like start doing something, or I get distracted, and like by the time it's already like lunch or something. So I don't always eat breakfast, but I really do like breakfast. So I think my last meal would probably be a breakfast food. Um, so maybe like the poached eggs salmon biscuits and gravy like quality biscuits and gravy it's just so like comforting and stuff and you know mm-hmm. if it's your last meal that's that's probably nice mm-hmm. uh to drink since it's my last meal probably some sort of cocktail i would imagine with a lot of rum in it maybe a <laughs> yeah. punch which may or may Puka not be punch. featured on this i really hope later. it is unless before it Puka Puka. Some some very rummy, probably tiki cocktail with it. Not really matching, but I would drink it anyway. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think for dessert, probably like a really nice, like a brownie with some kind of delicious ice cream on top, like a real thick, molteny, chocolatey brownie with like some delicious ice cream on top, like a vanilla kind of like really rich, creamy thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's um, probably what I'd roll with. That see, sounds wonderful. Yours, yours is like typically you look at all these last meals and you see like a, a just an abundance of different foods or what or whatnot. And yours was like only two things and a drink, which kind of like if it's like that to me on a last meal, I want to stuff myself with all the great <laughs> things that I love. And then you're like, oh, I'll just be moderate. And like, like I don't, I, need... I respect it though. At a certain point, like I understand your last meal, but it's like, if I'm eating too much, it's just going to become less enjoyable. Like I'd like to sit down as if it wasn't my last meal, eat something yeah. that I really, really enjoy. And then just kind of like, I mean, that's very that's honest. Fair, just that's, off that's to the gallows. Sure. You know? So oh, um, go ahead. Wes. <laughs> It's 
it's actually kind of beautiful the way that you mentioned what your last meal was because it segues perfectly into the first email submission that we've ever gotten. Um, now, my girlfriend sent this email in because she she was like... She um, tried she to like, send the email. <laughs> she tried to send it in. She was like, oh, I have something for you to talk about on your show. And I was like, don't care. Send it in an email. Um, and then I'll read it on the show. <laughs> so she she emailed it to, to us. Um, but for some reason, we didn't get it. So then I had to text her and get a screenshot of the email. And it's a whole a whole fiasco. The email account does work. Dinner for breakfast podcast at gmail.com. Do send something in, please. We're desperate. Um, I'm just going to read this email in its entirety. Okay. It's not very long. And we'll just break it um, down. There's... Yeah, there's a couple of, like, smaller questions. None of them I don't think are going to be, like, huge conversation topics. But um, she says, this is from Heather. Hi, please talk about ideal breakfast foods. What would you expect to have at an ideal breakfast? How do you feel about biscuits and gravy? Why do hotel continental breakfasts suck? I don't want a blueberry muffin. I want a buffet. (laughs) Remember Old Country Buffet? That place was nasty. LMAO, super random. Enjoy. Sincerely, Heather. Um, I let it let it be known that I did not know the text of that email, but that was like a lot of no, the stuff I, I already. It said. was. I am I am the only one who knows what was in this email ahead of time. Everybody, Bailey and James, both did not know what was in this no. email. Um, well, let's start um, top down then. So, okay, ideal says, ideal breakfast food. What would okay. you expect at an ideal breakfast? Um, honestly, I ideally, uh. Like some French toast is pretty ideal. Um, I mean, biscuits and gravy is kind of ideal too. Like, are we just thinking like, like your favorite uh, breakfast? Like, if you had to sit down to a, to your perfect breakfast, what would you? Oh, have? eggs Benedict. Eggs Benedict. That That's or country fried steak. Those are like the top two hitters. I know you've said in the past that you like yeah. country fried steak a lot. Yeah. I, I guess there's two ways that I would go with that because you know when you go to like a fancy, like slightly fancier, like a brunchy place, they don't just yeah. have like. The meals, not to say they're not bad, but they're not as homey. They're more of like a kind of fancy gourmet and they experience. Do, and they do like weird types of eggs benedict. Yeah. You get like a lobster benedict or something sure. like that. Yeah. If I, I were going to a fancier place, 100% like eggs benedict, the, the you know, the, the whole, basically my last meal, like the grilled salmon, you know, like oh, yeah. maybe like some nice um, roasted uh, potato of some kind, whether that's a hash brown type thing or like, you know, home style fries or something yeah something like that um but i'm like a more you know like a we're out in the country and we roll up to the diner <laughs> yeah something more gravy rustic. maybe steak and eggs um but not necessarily like i don't need steak and eggs but steak and eggs is really nice or just like some form of eggs bacon hash browns biscuits and gravy like that's my go-to yeah that's a, that's a pretty cool that's that's a pretty good one pretty good one um so i don't like sweet breakfast like really at all it's just like super unappealing to me um not i think pancake perfect... man not exactly unless it has um shredded cheese on top which i talked about oh. in the previous episode okay. shredded cheese on pancakes goaded um no but i i really like a i really like a full english full english breakfast you know what i mean That's you good. Get... Fried eggs, you get your, like, roasted tomatoes, sautéed mushrooms, you get baked beans, uh, two different types of sausage, bacon, hash browns, toast. I think that's everything that's usually in it. Yeah. Um, Did you say tomato? 
Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like roasted yeah. tomatoes. You get usually. like a half tomato. <laughs> yeah, or I like the ones where it's like a bunch of like grape tomatoes still on the vine. I like mm. the cherry tomatoes on the vine and you sear them in a skillet. Wow. Delicious. I love a full English breakfast. It's super impractical to make it at home, unfortunately, <laughs> because you have to buy like two dozen ingredients to make this one like relatively simple breakfast. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm a big fan of that, and like. I mean, again, Eggs Benedict. Like, Eggs Benedict is hard to beat. It's a, it's just a great... It's like, so good. It's, like, not... It's not incredibly fancy. Like, a lot of places have it, but it's, like, above the average. Just, like, yeah, you're, like, like... I gotta step next up my, my egg game step. today. That's, like, the next Yeah. Step. Like, poach an egg. Like, I mean, you, you could put anything and put hollandaise sauce on, whatever, and it'll be yes. delicious. It's not, like, lemon. That's so good. It's mostly butter. Don't break the hollandaise sauce, though. It is a notoriously easy sauce to break, and that's another thing, is uh, if you're going to order Eggs Benedict at a restaurant, I, I'm i personally very wary about ordering it, because um, hollandaise sauce, if you heat it up too much, it'll break. If it gets too cold, it'll break. So it has to be held <laughs> at uh, like a really specific temperature, but that temperature happens to be like, I don't know, it's like 110 degrees or something like that. Throw it in which a bag, is... sous vide it, boom. <laughs> 110 degrees is definitely not uh, a safe temperature to hold food for more than two hours. Oh. So if you're going to get okay. Eggs Benedict at a restaurant, I, I believe it's 110 degrees. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I know it's definitely like an issue if it's out for too long because um, it's at that, that, that temperature that like breeds bacteria. So if you're ordering Eggs Benedict, be sure it's like at a reputable place. Don't go to like your local gas station. <laughs> get hollandaise sauce i don't i don't uh, think i've been to a gas station that's offered to serve me eggs benedict yet but uh i have it sure usually I you have to ask they don't it. typically offer uh, <laughs> I had a buckies or something cool like that buckies <laughs> um, is right, awesome let's, let's bust out the rest been, of this email seen. super quick this is the like the rest of this is super quick stuff how do you feel about the biscuits and gravy I love it's good it. fantastic yeah, like i mean i think you have to work reasonably hard to to make actually bad biscuits and gravy it's pretty hard to screw up yeah you just kind of dump the shit in a pan like you have some that are better than others and some that are worse but like i don't think i've had biscuits and gravy that i've been like this is inedible i can't eat it (laughs) yeah right it's yeah it's not it's not that difficult i've definitely made bad biscuits and gravy before but um you know whatever i'm an adult now so i don't professional chef uh yeah, that was that was a while ago. Um, and also, Pobody's nerfed. Everybody fucks up sometimes. It's okay. Uh, why do continental breakfasts suck? I don't want a blueberry muffin. I want a buffet. It's because they're included in the room, right? So they're trying to keep it as cheap as possible. Yeah, so this right. Be and I foods. think your your breakfast scales with your hotel. If you're going that's to just true. like I'm staying here for the night, I just need to sleep. Then the breakfast is probably going to mirror that. If you're going to, like, some five-star thing, A, you're probably sitting in, like, a separate restaurant, and B, it's it's on par with your, your yeah. housing situation. Well, that, um, Wes and I were just at one recently, and that might that's have been, what, yeah, yeah, that's what triggered that, and that might have been the worst continental breakfast I've experienced. Yeah, it was rough. It was really rough. No, like, they had these, like, pre-made, I, I'm a huge advocate for, uh, not getting, like, frozen breakfast sandwiches i think they're disgusting and um they like had these like big ones just pre-wrapped and whatever which were gross and then like the the waffle batter was like out and that was like the main thing and if you're not eating the waffles or their disgusting pre like frozen sandwiches 
you're getting yogurt and a muffin. <laughs> and it's like, now, yeah. the and it's not even like a good, were they like muffin in a plastic cellophane sleeve too. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not good. It was not good. Right. I was going to say, are the sandwiches a sandwich that someone in their kitchen had prepared and then wrapped? Or was it like a, they went somewhere and bought bulk sandwiches and bulk. then served those? It was okay. like a bulk sandwich situation. Yeah. yeah. I do believe I also just to, to add a, more qualifiers to this scenario. Um, we were in the middle of nowhere in northern Michigan. We were just, there's nothing around us. Uh, and I believe it was a Monday morning. Uh, was that a Monday or was it Sunday morning? It was Sunday. It was Sunday. Sunday morning. Okay. Either way, I don't, I don't, if yeah, I Monday or Sunday, I think it's still going to suck at that place. I think, but... <laughs> I, think that, I think the day of the week has a huge a huge effect you on think these little hotels are pulling out the stops they got like weekly specials no, no that's not exactly what i mean not like little hotels but like people people staying at a hotel on like a tuesday afternoon there's not going to be as many people there on a tuesday as there are on like a friday you know what i mean people tend to travel on the weekends when they have time off right so it makes more logical sense to put more effort into your breakfast on the weekends because there's more clientele yeah Okay. Maybe, I don't know. That's how that's how it would work, uh, in my opinion. That's how it should work. Yeah. I think. Um, and the last the last question in this email just says, "Remember old country buffet? That place was nasty." When I when I was a kid, that place was good. That place, I loved going there when I was a kid. But then now looking back, I can be like, "Yeah, that place did suck." But as a kid, I don't know if I've ever been. I think I went to Golden Corral once. Golden Crowns, a good one. That's a fun one. It was like we went there because I went on a double date. This is when I was in high school. It was like a long time ago, but I went on a double date with my girlfriend at the time and a couple of our friends. And her friend's boyfriend was like a super picky eater. And uh, he wanted to go to Old Country Buffet. So we were like, all right, cool. Yeah, everybody will like it there, whatever. Um, and we went there, and I swear to God, I was walking around. Everything was brown. Like there was no color variation in the food at all it was all brown <laughs> i was like oh my god what oh, am i man. gonna eat like i remember it being just awful but i remember going there when i was a kid and looking back it's gross but like the fries were always like overdone <laughs> and like mm. just <laughs> oh i love buffets though i do love a good buffet yeah i think as long as you go in you're like listen if you're going to a buffet you're not like i want four or five star dining experience you're like i want to pay one price and walk in and have no rules with how much food i can take i want right. to mix and match random stuff like i think it's really it's kind of fun to go every once in a while and just kind of see it because it is a nice way even if it's not like gourmet food you can kind of try a bunch of different things and not have to worry about like oh if i order that i won't like it you just yeah, pay the that's... price go in try whatever you want or get things that you normally want and I, I think it's a nice way to kind of it, – it's normally pretty cost-effective to do it, so. it. It totally is. And, like, your typical buffet, like, nine times out of ten, it's like a Chinese buffet. That's, like, what – you <sighs> know, it. that's always what it is, <laughs> Chinese buffet, because they're – and they're so good. But, like, yeah, I mean, you go in, you pay, like, $11 at lunch or whatever, and you get a Coke, and you get, you know, a million crab rangoons, and they have to wheel you out <laughs> on a gurney. Like, you just eat until, eat until they have to remove you with yeah, a fork. Yeah, because if you go it's to, perfect. like, a regular restaurant, you're like, well, I want, you know, they'll, they'll have egg rolls as an the appetizer. They'll be like, four egg rolls is, like, 
you know, five dollars. But you go there and you're like, they can't tell me how many egg rolls I can have or can't. Yeah, have. they can't stop you. <laughs> what are they gonna do? I'm gonna take the whole. I'm gonna take the whole hotel pan of egg rolls back to my, back to my uh, table and just sit there and eat them. What are uh, they gonna do? Our, our other friend John has told me on, <laughs> he has been kicked out. I don't remember what buffet it was. It was some kind of buffet. <laughs> It was an all-you-can-eat bacon buffet, and they did oh have to ask him to leave because he, he, he ate kept eating bacon? all the bacon. Yeah, of course oh he my did. God. How much? Of, how much bacon would you have to eat? I pounds. Don't, I don't really, pounds. Yeah, get him. Get him to send us an email with the information of that because I want to. I want to know a, the story. He is a frequent listener, so he will hear this. And oh he yeah. will John, send us an email. <laughs> dinner for breakfast podcast at gmail.com. Tell us the bacon story, please. I need to know it. That or could just be a fun mini series where we go to places and find out how long it takes to get kicked out. Try to get kicked out of different buffets. <laughs> that sounds like an awful idea. So if you go um, to this place, just know if you eat four pounds of shrimp, they will ask you to leave. <laughs> uh, one time I went to the last time I went to Texas Roadhouse. Actually, no, not the last time. I went to the last time I went to Texas Roadhouse with Matthew, yeah, our friend, our good buddy Matthew. Uh, he always did this thing. We used to go a lot. And he used to do this thing where he would try to eat as many of their dinner rolls as possible before his meal showed up. And I think the last time that he showed that he went with me, he ate uh, 16 dinner rolls before his meal showed up. That's four whole baskets of dinner rolls. And he still ate his food? Yeah, and he still ate the whole meal. And oh he didn't God. eat any of the. They always, uh, Texas Roadhouse and like these other chain steakhouses always have this like cinnamon butter that comes with the rolls and it's so good. He didn't eat any of it. <laughs> I, I ate like I ate like two rolls and then he ate 16 of them. And then I ate like half my meal and he ate the whole thing. Like, dude's a madman. Just gross, gross amount of bread. <laughs> he probably slept the whole time in the, the whole ride home in the car if I, you know, if I had to guess. You guys know uh, Five Guys? You know Five Guys? Oh, yeah, baby. They got the big old burger. Like, a burger there is, like, two patties and, like, whatever toppings you get and stuff. One of the the goaded fast food burgers. Absolutely. Peanut oil on the fries. Like, pure magic. I don't think it's the best. I don't think it's the best. I think it's one of them. I think it's definitely top three. I disagree only because <laughs> i'll tell it out then like i think it's it can be a top eight but like um the problem that i have with five guys is that i hate like a uh like a i guess i guess the buns are always wet because they wrap them in tinfoil and i always hate oh. that style like bun and that it really throws off the whole experience because for me, it's like a classic sesame bun. They do give but, you but their an buns are like soggy. Amount. They yeah, they yeah. do give you an aggressive amount of a meat patties that are like you know they're not burnt, so they're they're pretty juicy. And then if you get, I normally get the all the way, which is like I don't know mushrooms and like, yeah. they have like a a thing that's not all the toppings, but most of them is like all the way. Yeah, um, it's all the good toppings. By the time you get it, I will agree they are a little. Damp is the wet. wrong word. Not quite that bad, but like they're they're moist. They're definitely it's, moist. It's, they're burgers. they're steamed. The buns are steamed through. Yes, because yeah. they serve it. They wrap them tightly in like tin foil, so that like all that like condensation starts to hit, even if it's only been like however many seconds makes, since they give it to you. And it it does make a big sloppy mess, but yeah, but it's, it's good. Delicious. Though. They're really good burgers. Like, um, before like, we hash this out, anyway, my story. Before we get too far. Oh, away, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. You're good. 
I just want to say, I know a man, like, you guys know how big those burgers are. Mm-hmm. And we get there, and he's like, God, I'm, I'm hungry. Uh, give me give me three burgers. And I'm like, they're like two pays piece, bro. Like, three burgers is like a lot. That's he's a like, lot yeah. of food. Man eats three burgers, a large fry, and a shake from there. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, and then went immediately to the okay? hospital. Like, that's an insane <laughs> amount of food. Like, aren't they, like... How big are their patties? Are they half pounds? They're not half no, pounds. No, they're not half pounds. They're like, like they're quarter, probably like quarter, quarter to pounds. Eight, so like each burger quarters. is like a half pound. I'll look it up. Or something. Probably. I'll look it up. I, it, that's, that's insane. I couldn't imagine. Because you get like, and the large fries too are also gigantic. Because I think they say like a large fry serves like two to three people there on the menu or something like that. Oh yeah, because they, they fill insane. up the thing with fries and then they also just pour a bunch of fries into the bag. That's, Which that's they something include in the price I learned that they price their fries accordingly to compensate for the amount of fries they give you in the bag. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Those uh, big dirty right there. Okay. Dirty <laughs> so a five guys patty is roughly three ounces. It's between three and three and a half ounces. So that's like a fifth of a pound. That's yeah. still a lot of burger. Because a pound is a pound is sixteen ounces. So it's I, still a lot of burger. Like, I like I eat, eat one burger and some fries, patties. and I'm like stuffed. Th- three I, burgers. I can I can like it is rare that I finish a burger from Five Guys. See now that's rare. now you saying that. If you can't fully finish it, does it really make it one of the best burgers, though? Because yeah, it's tasty. I'm not going to force myself to If eat. someone gave me the greatest meal of all time, but they gave me four pounds of it, I, like, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah, say it's right, not exactly. good. I just yeah, say but I that's not four pounds. cannot consume more. No, yeah. but it's, the, point, the point remains, if it's like more than you can finish, you shouldn't force yourself yeah. to eat it just because it tastes good. No matter I mean, what yeah, it is, like, it's less enjoyable I've used to do that a lot, but... if you're full. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, if you got like four pounds of something yeah that's like unrealistic <laughs> but it's just a burger so it like makes me like if like let's like if i was like halfway through a burger on the greatest burger i'm not just gonna like throw it away because like you can't eat a you cannot but take a home a burger a really and re-eat it burger? yeah if it's a huge burger but these aren't huge burgers it's like man versus food right. it's like but, two pounds bro <laughs> play it play in this play in the space though you know commit to the metaphor yeah if it was larger like what the point is is like that burger is too big for me personally that yes. doesn't mean that it's not good like james you can can you finish a whole five guys burger in one sitting i can yeah i cannot because i my, i don't eat as much eat more uh, <laughs> i'm already i'm already fat folks. if you can't do eat anymore just do it just eat more leftovers medical advice. Real. You should never have leftovers. Lick that plate reliable, plate. reliable and healthy <laughs> advice from medical expert Bailey yeah. Pratt. Eat more. Force yourself to eat more. Well, no, <laughs> it's just your dietitian, Bailey Pratt. <laughs> dietitian. I don't know. Uh, it just seems like if it's the best burger and it's no, not I like an unreasonable saying, amount, though, I feel like it would. I, just... Yeah. I've I've definitely been in situations where I've like eaten something delicious and I have like two or three bites left and I force myself to finish it. I yeah, totally, like, if you I have, totally like, get it. Place of beef Wellington and you're halfway through. You're not just gonna throw the beef Wellington away. You're gonna eat the True. whole beef Wellington. Beef Wellington won't be heat. I don't know. I Bird think I would put that in the toaster oven, but maybe I'm just a freak. No, that's freakish. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, I would like, reheat burger, Burgers you can't reheat though. Like I don't I care don't, what you I say. Like they're not gonna cold. be as.
but the, the big thing with the burgers is you can't make the buns soggy and then reheat them that's like you can't come back from that yeah you can't you can't <laughs> unsoggy a burger you just grab it and wring it out like a towel yeah. you can't do that no 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 <laughs> the only solution is to batter the whole thing and fry it like that episode of Spongebob where he serves him a double crabby, crabby deluxe deep fried on a stick or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't even remember do that, that reference. Your... But... No, Seriously? I, I don't either, but that sounds funny. Sounds oh, right. this, this dude who orders a burger like deep fried on a stick and then drenched in mayonnaise. It's gross, but That's I remember Binging with Babish made it. Shout out Binging with, Binging with Babish, frequent listener. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, who has the best burger? Uh, I mean, you don't think Five Guys is that high, but what what's your best <laughs> best burger? Do you see how? Do you see this right now? <laughs> Wes is big chilling. Listeners dude. can't see, but my cat's being very. Rude. This is why I usually lock him out of the room. He's, He's just big chilling. Rude, sweet okay. Oliver. It's Shout out Oliver. Audio podcast. Shout out Oliver. Not, you know we're okay. But <laughs> um, anyway, but no, the best burger that you can get has to be a Smash Burger, and it's. The famous chain of Shake Shack. I think they have the best Ooh, burger. Shake Shack. I've never had a Shake Shack. Oh, okay. Well, you haven't lived. It's. <laughs> well, there we go. Now, the problem is like. The problem with Shake Shack is they have Kringle Cut Fries. I'm just Ooh, doing like, I'm just uh, doing it in a hole. Kringle Cut Fries suck. And, um, but their burgers are just perfect. They're like smashed and crispy, and then their sauce is amazing. And then and it's like, it just seems more fresh, and it doesn't seem as like greasy. And I don't know, like the big Five Guys is just super greasy. The buns are soggy, and I don't know. It's just I do like Five Guys fries though. Their Cajun fries are amazing. Oh, but Cajun fries, do, fries do are just like honestly, as far as chains go, one of the top fries. Surely, yeah. I think it's I think it's the only like fries. The, they, they do a skin on. I love right? skin on fries. You do skin on fries. I don't usually. I don't usually enjoy. I don't usually either. Now thinking about that, I usually don't either. Yeah. But they they the they do it right. Fries. Guys, you need to get that extra fiber. Come on, I think there's uh, fiber in the skin. <laughs> probably, probably right. There's something in it. If there isn't, send us an email. Dinner for breakfast podcast at gmail. <laughs> Any people <laughs> who have actual experience in the field of nutrition or right, uh, anybody who knows anything about yeah. anything, send us an email. Please correct us and don't let us uh spread misinformation but i'm technically i'm technically a professional i'm technically a professional but i have no idea if this, this is, is accurate information or not <laughs> we have dedicated fans that will tell you if you're wrong for sure <laughs> <laughs> west, west gets the back end of it more than anybody <laughs> i really do and i don't i don't know i don't get any of that I feel like, yeah i feel like i don't get the, you did after like the first episode but since then you have it i get texts and stuff every single episode we publish i get like good Texts and notifications from people telling me I'm stupid, like, <laughs> which is fine. It's fine. I'm glad people like the show and listen to it every week to tell me that I'm dumb. It makes me happy. Now, uh, are they it's... saying your opinions are dumb or the things you say? Yeah, are no, wrong? They're, they're saying my opinions are dumb. <laughs> okay, well, that's, I, that's I can agree I mean. with them on some on some things. Uh, yeah, what, Wes like... has some boomer friends that like Bloody Marys. <laughs> I have some boomer friends. That like Bloody Marys. <laughs> I already put Caleb on blast last episode. I can't do it two episodes in a row. <laughs> By the time this episode gets published, I will have gotten several calls from him about that and tried another Bloody Mary, probably. I so. think we all try. And I was talking, I don't remember if Bailey was even there. I think it was just 
Wes and I. Uh, but we were discussing, perhaps, let us know on, uh, you know, through email or however you can get in contact with any of us. We were considering trying drinks that either we wouldn't normally like or drinks that people generally don't like oh, on the yeah, show yeah, yeah. and just kind of giving our opinions on it. So, I totally forgot about this. you know, the Bloody Mary would obviously be a very divisive one. But if you want like a real-time reaction to some of these drinks or or even foods we can expand it let us know yeah please Hello, let, us know. Please uh, let us allegedly. know please let us allegedly that being said um, i still don't like bloody mary's i'd be open to trying another <laughs> one for whatever reason to see if my opinion changes but I'm yeah just i'm not, gonna it's not about i'm gonna try it. one i think i'm gonna try one tomorrow actually tomorrow tomorrow, tomorrow. i'm going to a bourbon festival this weekend really um, I am, yeah. I'm pretty excited about Where it. Where's that at? I don't, invite. It's in Grand Rapids. Well, I had to buy tickets like a while ago, but so I'm wow. going to go to this festival with Heather and her family. But we're going to her mom's house tomorrow morning for brunch before Ooh. we like leave. And um her stepdad's gonna be making bloody Marys, so I'm gonna try one. Um anyways. What brought that conversation up, James, us talking about gross uh like weird and bad cocktails that we'd want to try or stuff we've never tried before. I was looking up jokingly. I was looking up cocktails <laughs> to make with a Dayquil <laughs> because I am <laughs> sick, and I found a massive list of cocktails not made with Dayquil because that's horribly dangerous. Do not do that. Uh, but these are cocktails made with emergency, the vitamin C supplement that you can add to water that people think kills colds. It doesn't. <laughs> but that stuff. And there's a whole list of wild cocktails here with emergency um here's one called the flu shot which is literally <laughs> just jose cuervo with lemon lime emergency in it oh um so chianti, the names the names are pretty good on these there's a chianti biotics that's a long walk chianti biotics which is chianti and black cherry emergency <laughs> um, <laughs> the cold the cold fashioned is bourbon and Orange emergency. The cold, uh, <laughs> the, the cold so I can appreciate I, like the people the who names, are naming these. Those are so funny. The names are damn good. Yeah, the Rechargerita, which is a mar play on a margarita. It's Jose yeah. Cuervo, raspberry emergency, and lemon lime emergency. Do you think uh, emergency is like shadow funding these cocktails? Like they're like funding the pages who post about these cocktails. They're like, hey, we need to push it. some product. Please <laughs> oh write a drink thing okay. about our product. <laughs> I would believe it. But I would believe it. I was, I wouldn't normally. But I just read this last one on this list, and it is insane. Listen to this <laughs> list of ingredients. Okay, <clears throat> this is the Long Island Emergency. Oh no, vodka, Jose Cuervo, rum, triple sec. Tropical Berry Emergency, Cranberry Pomegranate Emergency, Raspberry Emergency, Pink Lemonade Emergency, Lemon Lime Emergency, Triple Berry Emergency. It's like... Seed up. One, two, Do they, three, like, four, five, Six different those? types of emergency in this one... <laughs> no, it's just a list. It just it doesn't tell you what to do with it. Like, I mean, are you taking, like, what is presumably one serving of each of those 
supplements in that drink that you're i hope get you're not taking vitaminous or doses. whatever they call yeah, it when you get too right. many vitamins <laughs> your pee's gonna be like mountain dew colored oh <laughs> it doesn't even tell you there's no instructions for like there's no amounts listed there's no like mixing instructions it just says with a list of ingredients about as long as those in a bag of doritos all we have to offer <laughs> with the long island of virgin tea is a warning drink responsibly ish Nah, they're the, drink the, responsibly ish. Emergency ish. is putting money behind these writers for sure. Totally. If you, if if I'm gonna make a cocktail, and in order to make that cocktail, I have to go buy six different flavors of emergency. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Now, to be, be fair though, you could be making cocktails. I I have no experience with this, but you and Bailey drink it regularly, as far as I understand. You could be making liquid IV cocktails. We could be. Hmm. We could be. We could be making liquid IV. You know. I think they. I think they've also like uh, promoted the product like that though too. I'm, if I'm fairly As certain. Being a cocktail mixer. No I mean, it probably helps you from getting a hangover so. if you're still I'm, hydrated. I'm fairly it certain. Definitely helps with a, with a hangover, dude. Yeah, I'm fairly certain that they've like promoted like ways to like incorporate it in a cocktail. Don't. Oh, here's no take kids. Here's I know kids idea. did that with Mio for a while. What if Mio suck? <laughs> What yeah, if for future episodes we take, we define one potentially two ingredients, and we must produce some drink that involves them. Ooh, that would be fun. Whether that is a a powder, a mix, a specific drink, maybe food is not really a component of most drinks, but maybe you can no. work it in there in some fashion. It has to be I something that you could. It has to be something you could reasonably mix into a, a beverage. Right. I mean, there's drinks that have, like, Tabasco in them. Like, there are drinks that involve ingredients that you don't normally associate with, like, a standard drink. So maybe that's something we could explore in the future. That is a good idea. I actually, let's take that one step further. We'll go in a circle and each pick two ingredients for each other. Oh. So that way we're not all working with the same thing. And then you get to pick ingredients for somebody else. How does that sound? I feel like that works, but I feel like everyone still needs to try... That's the true. result we'll just, of we'll the experiments. Or if someone can each... someone can be assigned to an ingredient, and someone else can have a different one, but everyone needs to be able to make whatever drink they come up with to try. Right. This is all going to get edited out anyways, because now we're just having a meeting. No, 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 in no. The middle this, of is, the this is golden. The audience loves to be part of the decision making process. process. If you do, um, please send us an email. <laughs> Please, God, email me. I am so lonely. Send me an email. Wes likes Wes emails. Will write you a <laughs> personal response when you send him an email. I might. We're gonna I actually a... might. I We're... check my emails pretty frequently. I know you Bailey do. doesn't because he has like 10,000 unread emails on his phone oh, or whatever. I have, that's... I have one account that has 14,000 unread emails. Yeah, that, I, you know, that let's, gives up, me let's check. I can't believe you like that. That's well, the, Bailey. Bailey here has. I'll give you a whole list. I have thirty thousand unread emails. I have two hundred. No. I have two hundred and sixty-four unread texts. I got what? thirteen unread Instagram DMs. I don't open it. <laughs> Three missed I bet, calls. I bet at least a dozen of those texts are from me because you never answer unless I text in the group <laughs> chat. No, uh, actually, no. Yours are, uh, I think, fairly opened recently. Uh, Jesus, let's dude. let me find Wes. You're, oh, you you, you, you actually do have an unread. <laughs> I have an open one. Of your <laughs> I fucking know, man. I texted you. What did I text you like last night or early this morning? Uh, you texted me uh, Tuesday, and I just Tuesday. Know. Okay, I I send you some cool. stuff. I, I you know I did send you the, probably the most helpful thing you've ever uh, 
gotten was an air fryer cooking time sheet. You did send me an air fryer cooking time sheet, and I do want to test that out at some point because I don't like – I briefly touched on it last episode, but I don't like cooking things in the air fryer. I use it for reheating and thawing frozen stuff. I don't like actually – you know, like people make wings in their air fryer. I don't do that. I don't do anything like that. But Here, James, I'll send it to you right now. You'll love this because you're <laughs> you uh, you appreciate an air fryer unlike some people here. But like <laughs> – I just love the air fryer. It's it's we yeah we talked about a little bit like how like our favorite cooking utensils, good cooking utensils, and um, that that's probably the best one. Air fryers and toaster ovens, like those are just such game changers, especially if you're limited on like space, because you can do so much with those just just those two things. If you want to get crazy, throw in a crock pot or an instant pot. Like that covers all the like the wet stuff normally. Like you're the good to stuff. go. <laughs> oh yeah. I my problem is I have too many little appliances and not enough space. So I have the I have the air fryer and I have the crock pot. Yes. And I also have a rice cooker. Oh, and I have oh, a waffle okay. maker. Oh, and I have cooking. my food processor. I have a blender. I have a Ooh. you know stand mixer. The um there he goes. I was about okay, to be like, so was, well, he was frozen has... for me, but I was yeah, about was... to. Oh, he's back already. Yeah, I was about to like message. I was like, he was like, hey, Wes, you're frozen. This, Jump this in and back out. This may or may not be in the cut, but Wes has dropped out and come back. In and out again, dude. The last I don't know why. That's the second time today that my that my Discord has crashed. I don't know why it keeps doing that. It's still tell. It's still telling me that I'm playing Elden Ring too. Fantastic. Hey, man. That's just on Discord, though. All right, Wes, you have too many countertop appliances. Is what I'm hearing. I do. Do do. you feel how? What are your opinions on the instant pot? Then, which would so I hear that you have both a slow cooker and a rice cooker, where the instant pot has said that it has the ability to basically mimic both of those things. Would you be (laughs) against upgrading? I I got not sure uh, as an upgrade, but would you be against replacing those of an instant pot? No, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against it at all i would love to replace them but i got the crock pot as a gift and i got the rice cooker when my buddy moved to chicago and didn't want it so i got both of them for free i see so me getting these two appliances for free beats the hell out of buying one with my own money but you have so, no like qualms against the performance of like the no, the all-in-ones or whatever if it no if, i okay i love all-in-one thing like as long as it does it well Right. then I don't have an issue with it. Like, I I avidly hate unitaskers in a kitchen. <laughs> it's, it is, a unitasker is a, is a utensil or an appliance that accomplishes one very specific or niche task. Um, a waffle iron is a good example. Except I have a waffle iron and I like it. I think it's the only unitasker you need. <laughs> yeah, but you can make cool stuff out of a waffle iron. Like, you can do, oh, like... Sure. I want to like, put cornbread in it. Yeah, you know, like I've seen some videos where like people will do like um they'll make like hash brown like bun tops with them. Like they'll like Ooh, make yeah. the bun out of like a hash browns and then like, I don't know. I think you I, I love a waffle waffle ironing. Oh yeah, I've seen people like reheat pizza in it. Like, they put two pieces <laughs> of pizza like cheese cheese sides <sighs> together like a sandwich and then throw that in a I... waffle iron and crush it. Yeah, dude, it looks awesome. I don't know how I that feel about that specifically, but okay. I feel pretty good about it. I think that's cool if you if you are like you know some kind of big baby and don't like to eat cold pizza. I have one of those 
mini like single baby. serve waffle irons. So maybe I'll That's acquire cool. some pizza and then try that out in a very tiny fashion. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I, I love my waffle iron, dude. It's it's great. It's super duper cool. Um yeah. No. No. Oh. Wow. oh. But you're no. not you've also said you're not a sweet breakfast person. No, not not typically, but I do like I also said that I like eating fried chicken for breakfast. So chicken and waffles is a great breakfast for me. Chicken and waffles is fantastic. Chicken and waffles is really good. I think it's overrated. I think you're overrated. I I agree with, like, there's some places that are, like, chicken and waffles, like, bar none, best invention since fire. Like, I don't think that's that's true. It's good, but I wouldn't, like, listen, you know, as we've already discussed, I'm not going to take chicken and waffles over eggs, Benedict. I actually might. Oh? I actually might take chicken and waffles over eggs benedict. A nice, like, perfectly done, deep fried, like, pressure fried uh, chicken thigh on, like, a nice, not too sweet waffle with some hot honey. So, honey. Uh, from my fried. experiences, I, I love hot honey. I think you're crazy for that because anytime I get a chicken on waffle, the chicken's always too dry. And, then, like, yeah. a waffle's dry by itself already. So, it's, like, really double dry. And the syrup doesn't make up for it at all. And yeah. um, but with eggs Benedict, I've never had a bad experience, and I think it's more of a risk take. I know you said what you said about the holiday sauce, but I think it's more of a risk take if you do chicken and waffles over eggs Benedict. To be honest, I agree I think, because I think places, I think good chicken and waffles, like truly good chicken and waffles, juicy chicken, mm-hmm. like waffles not overdone yeah. or anything, are harder to find than like a reasonable but, eggs Benedict. I think, place. I think that's, I think that's fair to say. I think that's totally fair. I prefer a wet, but if it's if both of them are cooked to my exact specifications and exactly the way that I like them, I would rather have a perfectly done chicken and waffle than a perfectly done Benedict. That's fair. I I also think that I have had a lot more bad eggs Benedict than I've had bad chicken and waffles. Where are you getting your chicken waffles from? Because I don't think Where I've ever had a good one. Benedict from? <laughs> yeah. well, that's that's the other thing is I don't order chicken and waffles often. Like, at all. Oh, like very yeah. rarely will I order it, because, like, I don't eat breakfast very much. And if I go out to, I don't know, I just, it's not really, oh, it's not really um, something I do is go out to eat breakfast. Like, if I'm, gonna, if I'm going to eat, on the off chance I do eat breakfast, I'll see it breakfast at home. You know? Touche, touche. I touché, agree, touché. unless you have... Uh, I know in the Lansing area, there's a couple of good, like, specifically breakfast joints or brunch joints, and those are really nice to go to. Mm-hmm. If you have the time, if you slot time out in your day to go there, it's normally yeah. not, it's like a weekend thing more often than not when you don't have a ton going on immediately, so you can, like, go over there. It's not like, let me swing by this nice brunch place before I have, like, 5,000 things to do today. Right. It's not I, that I kind also- of thing. I also feel that like chicken and waffles is a lot rarer to find on a menu. In, in the northern states, in my, probably I feel. In I, my experience, southern from, viewers, from surely we have me. people from the southern United States uh, listening, as this is a national and even global podcast. That is true. Shout out! Uh, shout out assume, Belgium! Yeah, shout, shout out, out to, to the one person in Belgium. <laughs> Hell yeah, I assume dude. chicken and waffles are easier to find in other regions. Yeah, you know what I, th- I mean. You know what was actually a restaurant probably... downtown here that does a really good chicken and waffles, or at least I don't know if they still do, but 
And then there's a place in uh, in Grand Rapids, to a little pop-up restaurant that I went to a while ago that was entirely dedicated to doing chicken and waffles. That's impressive. You is, and it was delicious. There's a, I bet Nashville hot chicken, chicken and waffles is really good because. I bet it is too. Because I feel like that's more of a, uh, there's more, it's not as dry. Like there's a it's lot wet. more chance. Yeah. Like the problem is like, yeah. if like the chicken was just dry, but the waffle wasn't, that'd be different. But like, they're just too like, like, well, waffles dry on dry. Yeah. That's, that's the only issue I really have with it. That's fair. That's, that's totally fair. And I, you know, making fried chicken, especially cause, um, I think that a lot of places probably use chicken breast. Because it's like a more accessible and like people prefer chicken breast a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But chicken breast is also super easy to overcook. So like it gets dry real fast. If you use a chicken thigh, just use chicken thighs, people. Chicken thighs are delicious. They're great. I like my, you I can't like my, overcook a chicken thigh. You know, I like my chicken medium rare. So that's that's probably my probably okay. my issue. All right. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> A nice, a nice all me one twenty on my chicken. I, my I, chicken. I like a chicken tartare. <laughs> there's a thing. There's a thing in Japan that's like chicken sashimi. Ooh, like you can get chicken what? sashimi. It's just slight, like thin slices of raw chicken. And I I'm mean, good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I don't. No thanks. I, I've eaten undercooked chicken before and like haven't gotten sick from it. So like whatever. But it's more like... even real. But like, <laughs> it, it definitely is. Don't eat raw chicken. The texture of it is bad. Like it is not imagine. an enjoyable texture. I bet it's like really texture. gummy and chewy. Yeah, it's no, really it's like rubbery tough. kind of sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, compare. you think like, oh, if it's raw, maybe that's just what it is. It's not the same as raw fish. Raw yeah, fish has a lot totally more different. give. It's a lot more kind of like, oh, like chicken straight up. Like you're like bouncing off it. You can tell something isn't it's quite like, right. It's <laughs> like if you eat, uh, if you've ever had raw squid. Like if you go to a sushi uh, place and you get ika. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ika. Like it's... um. Probably like octopus too. Like, yeah, it's it's a lot like octopus. Too. It, octopus is a little more tough. Yeah, but it's the same sort of vein. But like that all is to say, like if you were to get a piece of chicken that you knew was like super healthy and had no diseases and there's no possible way it was like perfectly taken care of and everything, then sure you could eat it raw or you could eat it medium rare even if you wanted to. I know like a lot of people cook pork like to medium. I cook pork to medium. So there's like a little bit of pink. Otherwise, it's dry. It's, that's not good. Hey, um, um, I have a little side thing for the fish. Okay. I This is going to sound dumb. <laughs> and I, I know technically I'm wrong, but I don't consider fish seafood. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, I, say, think, I, I put it you in its own category because when, because when I think seafood, I think shrimp, lobster, uh like calamari you know uh, things in the sea i know but like but like fish yeah but like i just think fish is like in its own little like category it's like its own separate thing i know i know technically it's not but like for some reason i like don't associate like salmon tilapia all of that all of that shit that you call seafood that's all fish I think right? you're associating, I think uh, I can relate to what you're saying, but in the context of meat, if I think about meat, fish is definitely off in its own thing. Yeah. I don't think of chicken and steak and pork in the same category as fish. That's what the seafood category is for. Really? I don't I understand. 
fish not being seafood. <laughs> I don't yeah. For some reason, I've always also, thought I was like, fish is in its own separate like world. There, there's like a whole there's like a whole thing about how fish is such a loose definition for a type of animal. Like the word fish describes such a wide variety of creatures that it almost means nothing. Oh, like point. yeah, colloquially. Colloquially, I'm not even gonna buy. I've drank most of that daiquiri. It's it was a big one. Anyway, finish that daiquiri, well, then we'll take a break and get another one. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I I it's people say fish. They mean something that's like living in the water. Nine times out of ten, you got you know, like mollusks. There are all kinds of crustaceans. All the other things that kind of fit into yeah, like all those other like subcategories. Fish yeah. is probably still the majority i would imagine it's but like there's it's a like, lot of other things in there that we just especially in the context of food like i mean food you right. say fish and it's like anything that came from the water that's fish true true but, I, that's that's what i would say and like even even like outside of a food and like outside of a culinary context like the word fish has such a loose what i'm saying is it has such a loose definition that it can mean literally any pretty much anything that lives in the water is a fish. Like right. a crab is a type of fish. Yeah. I just dis- I disagree of the way that the word fish works. But I also disagree well, with Well, this. I think um I think fish is in its own role because of seafood I think of like salt water and the ocean, but like not all fish is in the ocean. It's obviously like in like freshwater too. And it's like I don't know, like I think seafood is just such a big blanket statement that um you know, like, cause I don't, I don't consider a shrimp a fish. I consider it, it's like shellfish, you know, and like, yeah, well, yeah, it's a, shell. A sh- sorry, shell what? Shellfish. <laughs> ah, so a type of fish. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but no, I, I get it. I guess you can yeah. also, at the same time, like, sure, you can say that fish are mostly are like fresh and salt water, and that everything else is mostly salt water. But you can also have like freshwater lobsters. Right, and you can get like like in the Great no. Lakes, you can't eat them, but you have zebra mussels, which are a type of mussel, and they they're like a they're a bivalve, and they live in fresh water. You know what I mean? Like you have these these weird overlaps. You have freshwater octopus. That's a thing. Freshwater eel, which would, isn't really a fish, but kind of is. Yo, where is a freshwater are... octopus? <laughs> that one might not be real. Oh, one of these is I not mean, real. <laughs> there's a lot of animals out there. I don't think there's one, but that's that's something I don't too specific that I could. I'm not able to pull off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I mean, you have uh, certain animals that will like split the difference too. There's like briny water, and then some oh, yeah, animals like that spend part of their life in fresh and part of their life in salt and stuff like that. Like salmon. But, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And but, then you have those weird little amphibians. And yeah. Regardless, <laughs> the people who are eating the fish aren't really thinking about the. Uh, taxonometry behind it or the wildlife biology that's yeah. happening in the background. The, the they're etymology. Like, they're like, does it come out of water? That's seafood. Yeah, they don't think about the etymology of the word fish. Right. It's not, you know. The etymology. Wow, we're going way back. Ed- etymology is like the where a, like the root of a word, right? That's yeah, like they're like, what from? are the Latin roots of fish? Someone okay, yeah. That that's we need a, a fourth person to pull up the etymology of words. <laughs> well, we tried does. to invite Matthew to sit in, but uh, <laughs> he's too busy one, getting I don't think swole. He, he, yeah, he's <laughs> in the gym. One, and then also, I don't think he would do a very good job of that. He'd probably get distracted by his power washer or something again. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're talking Roasting to him earlier, and he's spent man. 20 minutes messing with Yeah, he's not here. I can make fun of him. I do that's the same true. thing to you. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> and I listen. And I'm glad people message you 
telling you your <laughs> opinions are wrong. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I, I'm, you know, it's whatever. I'm, I'm just glad people engage with the show in a meaning, in a semi-meaningful way. Of course. That was, that was a good chug, James. Thank Bailey, you. did you finish your drink yet? Oh, I've been done for about like 20 minutes, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, so have I. All right, All right James well. has finished his drink. What does that mean? Does that mean anything? Mazel does that mean we all have to go make more? It means Mazel Tov. <laughs> Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. I could go for another hot toddy. It sounds really nice. But I'll do that hot toddy. Do we do commercial breaks yet? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is our first commercial break. I'll record something later that Bailey can edit in here to be a good commercial. <laughs> and we're back! We're back from commercial movie. break. No ads at no all. <laughs> us for we can't get yet <laughs> i'll i'll record i'll record an ad to put in the break and bailey will have to figure out how to edit right. it. um one thing i wanted to talk about with uh el tortuga james here um james is a coffee connoisseur now I, all right and not yet <laughs> pretty much pretty much the the most knowledgeable person about coffee in the entire world i would I... say don't agree with that but they basically basically an expert <laughs> well my the question is like my dad raised the question oh. he was like we're him and i were just talking about like coffee and like a quick chat about coffee the other day and he goes for an espresso shot do you just buy that in the store or do you just have to have an espresso machine to brew it and i think you can you can just brew that right or is it like something so i guess i just point, don't oh, know go ahead Wes. point of order real quick it's not espresso. 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 I had to do it. I had to do it. We are the white you know. And we will speak with the whitest whitest kids you know is already. No, I know. It's fine. At least shout out our good friend Zach. He says jalapeno. Oh, it's like saying milk. I wish. Milk. Milk. I find that one funny. That one's funny. Library. When I was in, okay, quick, quick little sign tangent. We'll get what? back to the espresso in a second. Sorry, I hijacked your bit. Um, <laughs> I went to I went to Iceland in 2015, okay. and everybody was asking if we wanted X for breakfast for breakfast. They're like, oh, do you want some X and some eggs? What the fuck are you talking about? Eggs. They're saying eggs, but it's like <laughs> Anyways, uh, those improper on. folk. That is funny. Okay. Anyways, James. So. <laughs> to my knowledge, my limited knowledge, despite what my uh, fellow co-hosts have said, I'm no expert. But as to vast be limitless knowledge, espresso, it needs to be produced under a certain amount of pressure. So, like the reason your coffee coming out of a standard like drip brewer is not espresso is because it's not under like six nine ten bars of pressure um the idea with the espresso is to put in as little water to the coffee grounds as possible and get like the most from it basically so it's more of a concentrate oh, so you just want to concentrate right. it you're essentially using pressure you're, to you're force like... water through a condensed puck of coffee to get all the flavor in as little liquid as possible so you're like you're basically just putting in enough water to hydrate the grounds right. and then just squeezing the hell out of it with pressure right. until it so all comes out. So if you have a coffee brewer gotcha. and you use 
more coffee and less water, you will produce very strong coffee, strong in the sense of it's very like you've pulled a lot of flavor out of it or it's, you know, something like that. It's not espresso because it hasn't been done under a, a I don't know if there's a specific cutoff, but under a, a certain amount of pressure that needs to take place. That's why espresso machines are expensive is because they need to be able to use a pump that produces enough pressure to make it. Um, that being said, huh. there's no reason you can't go to the store and technically buy espresso. Like... When you go to a coffee place like Starbucks or something, most of their lattes or whatever it is is a drink that's based off of having a certain amount of espresso versus water or a certain amount of espresso versus milk. Um, those mm -hmm. are all those lattes and Americanos. That's all like the ratio of milk to like espresso or water to espresso. Um, I love it. But I guess that's the main difference between coffee and espresso is just pressure. If you have a certain amount of pressure, you can make espresso. If you don't, you're just making a stronger coffee, something like that. So for espresso, do you need like specific, like a specific type of grounds or could you just use whatever like coffee grounds? Like if I had some nice coffee grounds, could the, I use that? The to make best espresso? way to do it. This is going to get really snobby. I haven't reached snob levels because I'm still <laughs> struggling to pull a decent espresso shot on my home machine. Um, <laughs> so what you did yesterday looked good. Was it yesterday or this morning? Whenever you sent a picture of one, it looked really nice. Sent a picture of one? Yeah, you sent a picture of one like yesterday. I don't two remember days that. Ago. Anyway, it was recently. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I'm already a strong, I like two daiquiris down. It's it is what it is. Um. Sure. Anyway, what was I? I I I completely lost my train of thought. Snob. Snob. It's getting really you were, snobby. You were the best snobbish. way to do it. Ideally, in an ideal setup, you would have um, probably a local place nearby that roasts their own beans, whether that's like a local co coffee shop. Most local places will be roasting their own beans or something. You go there. In a perfect world, you would buy whole roasted beans from them that are done. You know, they're fairly fresh within like a week about of when they were roasted. Um, and you would have a grinder that is capable of going fine enough for espresso at your house. So it just has to be super to, fine. To get a good to be, puck. To good espresso. Well, let me tell you through experience exactly what happens when your grinder <laughs> A, cannot go fine enough, or you have not dialed it in to be fine enough. So there are, on an espresso machine, there's a portafilter. That's where the coffee goes. Um, that's the little thing that has a handle, and you like stick it on, and then it forces water. Yeah, that's that. where like the that's where like the puck right. sits. There yeah. are portafilters that have spouts on the bottom, and there are pressurized portafilters that are specifically designed to uh, help you make espresso if you have like store bought grounds that are probably not super fine. If you use a what's called a bottomless or a naked portafilter, that means instead of having instead of having a spout, it's just the bottom of the basket that holds the coffee with a bunch of little holes in it. If you use that, it is more difficult, but you can see exactly how well you have prepared the puck of coffee. And if okay. that if there if your coffee grounds are like not fine enough, coffee and hot water will spray <laughs> all over the place. 
Oh boy. So do you use you use a bottomless I filter? I do, then? which is like I said, it's it's simultaneously harder, but it teaches you you learn from what you're doing wrong with more um details than you would get from a spouted thing. Okay. So in a perfect world, you have your puck that is very fine coffee grounds that you have compressed to squeeze the air out of it. In an ideal world that is level, it's even, there are no clumps in the coffee. So when you put it on the espresso machine and it's forcing water through, it should come out of the bottom of the portafilter relatively evenly. After sure. the first couple drips, it should form a stream that's like centralized. Okay, so it kind of like starts in like you see like the I've seen videos of this before. Watch where it has like yeah. the sort of surface tension right. and it sort of bubbles up underneath. You and watch it comes together watch, like pour uh, out. espresso shot videos in slow mo. Very satisfying. Very very pleasant. Shout out slow motion <laughs> espresso shot um, videos. They're very they are very satisfying. I will say. I, yeah, but ideally you will see a, a dark espresso, relatively dark espresso, forming around all of the holes evenly, and as they start to drip, it will form one kind of bigger stream that's central. If you have some coming out of the side or if you have like multiple streams, that means it's uneven because the water, since it's under pressure, is taking the path of least resistance. The okay. problem with that, the big <clears throat> thing at the end of the day, no matter how you get your shot, is that it tastes good. When the water passes through too quickly or it passes through one area more than the other, um, you have problems. So if it's under extracted meaning like the grounds haven't been properly like wetted or extracted then it's going to be sour tasting if it's over extracted okay. meaning you have like one area where the water has preferred to go through and it keeps extracting all the stuff from those same grounds it becomes more bitter gotcha so, interesting yeah. so so do you want it to be sour or do you want it to there be are like, is that just personal bitter coffee? i this i mean it, at the end of the day it's all up to your taste if you like bitter coffee then sure. you can get away with more i guess if you like more sour Turn coffee you coffee. can get away with it in a perfect world you get it to come out evenly so that whatever your your coffee beans and the roasting that's a whole other thing if it's roasted a certain way and if it comes from a certain place it's probably going to have like tasting notes from people who are more educated than myself have told you it should, sure. you should be getting like notes of this it's like alcohol when you drink alcohol straight or they're like this whiskey has notes of this and this it's the same thing it's, <laughs> yep woodford reserve what i'm drinking now 200 tasting notes in woodford exactly. reserve, which is just more than you could ever like, oh it's got taste. hints of coconut so now i i do see what you're saying though because uh i'm a little bit of a bourbon mm -hmm. snob just a little yeah. bit though like sometimes you're not a sommelier but you and... appreciate a good bourbon no, and you can tell the difference exactly yes i can and th there's a lot of times where <clears throat> i'm in a situation where i'm drinking something and they're like oh you should be getting this tasting note and like this little hint of caramel and i'm like yeah i could see that like that's totally totally makes sense i get the little notes and it's delicious but then there's other times where i'm like I drink something that I know already is a nice bourbon, and I'm like, "Yep, tastes like bourbon." <laughs> like it is. It's it's difficult for me, and I think for a lot of people to pick those like really subtle underlying notes out on their own without a little. It's bit funny of guidance, that you, which is why you'd have somebody like the yeah. Somalia. It's funny that you've picked bourbon because for me personally, um, when I started drinking alcohol, I had no idea what anything was. I yeah. with I'm fairly comfortable with 
general whiskey and general rum and stuff i i'm pretty decent at picking out different notes and telling some different things bourbon as like a subcategory of whiskey like if i have bourbon i'm like tastes like bourbon i don't have the nuances between different bourbons but if you gave me you know that it's super obvious to anyone who drinks i guess regularly or seriously however you want to put it if you gave me a scotch and you gave me a bourbon i'd be like that's bourbon that's scotch Oh yeah, that's but you can the totally nuances tell the within bourbon is too much. Like I'm not, I'm not there. It's tricky. Yeah, <laughs> I have. There's some people that I'm that the people that I'm going to this bourbon festival with. The people in the in Heather's family are like, they're collectors. Okay, right? so they have like rooms in their houses filled with rare bottles Ooh. of bourbon, and it's it's fascinating to me. And it's super duper interesting. I'm not gonna you know get into it because I like to drink it, not collect it. Um, <laughs> But like so, like I'll buy like a nice bottle and then sip on it until it's gone, and then I'll buy another different nice bottle. But you know, whatever. But um, like it is insane to me the level of detail these guys can notice when they're drinking. Like they always, it's really nice of them because they know I know nothing about this, <laughs> but they always invite me because they're when they're like, "Oh, we just opened up this like you know twelve year old super rare bottle of bourbon. Like, do you want some?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I want some. It sounds delicious." So I'll have some. And the two of them are talking about like what it's like and all these different notes and the different layers to it. And I'm like, yeah, it's good. I just feel so out of my depth with this this category. I think of that's thing. cool though. You gotta they, they're inviting you, gotta, you to kind of join them. Like it takes a while cool. to temper yeah. your palate to to be able. Yeah, to you just that. yeah. You gotta um just start playing along with them <laughs> and start saying like random like have fun with oh, it. That's a good idea. Have fun with them. Be like, oh, like there's uh. Like with wine, you'd be like, "Ooh, I can taste the earthy plum in this bat." Like you should just like start yeah. throwing random stuff out yeah, there. Like, whoa! Good... They're like, you're, they're gonna be like, your palate is so much more advanced, and like just oh, random. This like, this one has a hint of like, it's almost like an almond joy <laughs> flavor. Well, that's the thing, that right? Little like chocolatey coconut. Is, like, is no matter what notes you are given at the end of the day, taste is not like a linear thing. It's very subjective. Yeah, subjective. <laughs> So while those like I I take most of the notes on bottles as like (laughs) guidance versus what exactly you should experience. Um, Oh, yeah, totally. Some of the best. And I I find I I was going to say, I find like some of those notes like come off uh, probably hopefully unintentionally, but a lot of them come off as like being super pretentious. Yeah. Which I'm not a huge fan of. Like, like, (laughs) oh, it tastes like it's got this hint of. (laughs) toasted marshmallow (laughs) aged like aged caramel like just relax dude it's good that's all i think the best way (laughs) to try to impart what what is essentially your experience of what you're tasting in in anything alcohol drinks food it doesn't matter if you can compare what you are experiencing to a taste or a taste that's associated with like a memory or something relatable that's the best way yeah. to explain it. Like you were joking about it, but like if you said this reminds me of an almond joy, someone would know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And if they like or I... dislike almond joy, that would impact their taste, like like how they perceive it, but they would understand immediately what you're saying to them. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And I I've used that like 
sort of unintentionally before because it's it's easier for me to describe flavors of things that people haven't tasted when I can compare it to something that yes. I've had. So I do it to myself, you know, sometimes to the benefit of other people. So a good example of that is when I was a sushi chef, we had this um, this ingredient, this herb uh, called uh, shiso, right? And it's this beautiful little, like, green, fuzzy plant, right? It's like a big leaf. And it tastes like halfway, like if you were to eat it, it has its own whole flavor profile and it's very complex. But if you eat it, it tastes like if you ate basil and licorice at the same time. And like, those are two things that people can like, you know, hear that and recognize what that flavor would be like and kind of go yeah. from there. Um, I have a funny story about an espresso machine. You tell me. I used to work at uh, a place that had an espresso machine where part of my job and part of my coworkers' jobs was to make espresso drinks. Um, it was not a coffee shop. It was just like a side thing that we also happened to do at this bakery I okay. worked at. Shout out Big um, B. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of friends Michigan, who work at Big Shane, B. Big B. Yeah. Uh, formerly called a racist name. It used to have a racist name. Did Big it? B did. Um, yeah. yeah. Search it up for yourself while I tell okay. the story. Because I don't want to say it on the air. Um, <laughs> Only off the air. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm not a bad person, I promise. Uh, but we had this espresso machine, and there was this one time that somebody came came through the line, and she ordered she had ordered a shot of espresso, and this poor young woman who was working with me uh, didn't know what that meant. And she filled an entire 16-ounce cup with espresso. Oh she was sitting there just puck after no. puck after puck, just pouring it into this cup. Oh. And she handed it to the lady, and the lady looked at it and was like, what the fuck do I do with this? Like, this is so much put that person espresso. into cardiac arrest. Like, I think they turn you away well, if you the... ask for more than, like, five or six extra three. shots. Is it three? Oh, five or six. I don't know. I don't know. I I've never asked for more because than I think most of the drinks start with a double, um, but I think once yeah. you get to like maybe it's like six total, they're like we literally cannot serve a singular drink with that much in it. Like we're not allowed to. <laughs> I I believe it. I believe it. There's a yeah. I mean, I used to pour myself doubles. Like you know, I would just pour a double shot and then just drink that and then drink another one right after it. Like I used to drink a lot of espresso, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, the like, it was just... Luckily, the woman knew that that was wrong, obviously, <laughs> and was like, like, called our manager over. I don't remember what came of it. But she was like, she was essentially like, hey, I asked for a shot of espresso, and your, you know, overly helpful employee who did a great <laughs> job did this instead. Yeah, that'd be like, I don't know, they they charge, like, a couple bucks. Of, isn't it like one or two dollars for, like, an extra shot of espresso or something like that? For an extra shot, we used to charge, I think it was $3.20 yeah, like for a $30 just drink. a shot of espresso. That was a $30 cup of, yeah, $30 cup of coffee. That's wild. <laughs> That's so insane. My God. Ooh, I need it? espresso right now. I'd keep you come on, on I know over. You're I can get you a over there, my pretty man. mediocre shot. <laughs> yeah, you, all right, Bailey, you hop in your car, go over to James's house. Me and him will keep the show going. <laughs> start recording from his house. So you can Wes, I think some barista training on me my puck prep is not always perfect but uh, i'm trying to simultaneously pull a longer shot but i feel like my espresso is blonding too early can you help <laughs> uh no i don't know what any of that means man i i would literally like i just like 
I was like I was like 17 or 18 when I was working here. So this was six years ago. And I would just like pour the coffee in and damp and tamp it down and then plug it in and go. Like I don't care what it came out looking like. Mine didn't blonde yeah. like at all, basically. I, I, I um, think the reason I like it so much is that um I mean if you don't if you drink alcohol to get fucked up, that's fine. Um but as you drink more alcohol, and you could probably attest to this, Wes, like I can't, I, it's more of like a hobby thing. <laughs> Wes, specifically. Yeah, Bailey, I know well, yeah, you don't drink weird straight, which is drink. fine. That's the way you enjoy it. That's okay. But like when you drink, I barely drink straight spirits, and you're like, oh, I kind of like, it's kind of fun to be able to pick out the differences. And it's, it is, it, it's at, exciting. When, once you reach that point, it becomes a little more of like a hobby thing that I think that's why yeah, I like the coffee I totally because get it. it's very similar in vain to that, except there's a lot more. Yeah, I have to make it. And that that makes it harder. <laughs> yeah, that's like an extra level. All I have to do, like for for drinking bourbon, which I'm like on the verge of being a hobby bourbon yeah. guy, I'm like right there. Uh, all I have to do is go out and shell out like 60 or 70 bucks for a nice bottle yeah. and then not drink it immediately. Like, all I'm you know. saying is rum is but, the same, but significantly cheaper. If you, <laughs> yeah. All right. Recommend me a nice bottle of rum. Uh, any, I don't have any rum. My whole bar. I have no rum. A I need something. Bourbon drinker. Once again, not a sponsor. We're not sponsoring these people, uh, but we could yet hit us up. Get at us, dinner Anything for breakfast podcast at gmail.com. Produced by Foursquare will appeal to a bourbon drinker. They are a kind of higher end rum. They are generally a little more expensive, but they share kind of some rough characteristics with bourbon that you would be like, oh, I'm okay. I'm not completely out of my wheelhouse here. <laughs> sure. Okay. When you say is that that is that a dark rum or a light rum? Or do they it, use both? It, or? Foursquare makes a lot of blends of stuff. It's a combination of distilling techniques and their age differently. They have, I think it's called the Exceptional Cask Selection, um, which is a series okay. of things. They they make things with, like, years, or they make special blends and stuff. That's kind of their main thing. Sure. If you find anything from there, uh -huh. they will tell you what's on the bottle, how it was distilled, how many years, or whatever. Um, but they are kind of oriented more towards like a refined, like an aged thing, whether it's a blend or not. Um, but you'll, you'll find yourself on familiar footing. If you've drank bourbon, it's not going to be the same because it's still rum. It's not like, well, yeah, it's a totally different if I gave spirit. You a Jamaican yeah, rum yeah. and you tasted all the effects of the, the esters and stuff that make it like weird and funky and like bananas that have been like set out. Like you'd be like, what's happening. But four square is, man, I gotta, I gotta come over to your house sometime. Please do. <laughs> And try all your weird rooms. I will. I'll be there soon. It is a plethora. It's, it's Bailey, tell us right something now, so that you're a snob about, um, so I don't feel as bad. Yeah, there we go. What are you snobby about, Bailey? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, it's Hogwarts classes. He's very snobby about no. <laughs> whether or not you're it's a little bit of a, Bailey's. You heard it here first, folks. Bailey is classist. Um, <laughs> oh, in Hogwarts. Wow. Well, I guess I'm really not snobby about anything. Not yet. Yeah. Like, I mean, earlier you were being snobby about fast food burgers. Actually, so. hold on yeah, a minute. You're like, on the <laughs> That's just like, I don't know. It's not like I'm snobby about them. I just, He's like, I'm just right and you're just wrong. It's not a snobby just have, thing. It's just, you just that have a preference some and your people preference are is correct. correct. <laughs> sure. No, I really... I really don't get snobby because I I really don't can't really t 
like i don't know i really don't tell a difference from most coffees yeah i don't there's yeah, no like alcohol that i'm snobby about there's no yeah. foods i'm super snobby about Not either to say you're snobby but yeah. i do think i'm just strong opinion yeah i'm stuff with yeah. it but like i think it. you've eaten enough different food diverse food or like a lot of like types of food that it's it's not to say you're snobby but you have experience and you like like i said your opinion on five guys it might not be the same as everyone but it's still valid because you have had these different things and to you because you have the experience to back it up that's how you define it um whereas wes and i made like drink stuff and we can say something like that since you've had these different types of food i I still respect your opinion on that since you have a lot of experience in it Oh, definitely, for sure. I, and like, it's never wrong, I, but you know. me, I wouldn't even—I wouldn't even say that I'm snobby about about my my bourbon yeah. taste. I, like, I just—I can tell when it's nice, and I can appreciate a nice one. But also, like, I'll drink Seagram Seven. I don't care. You know, I'll drink <laughs> in the house. It doesn't matter. Like, at the end of, at the end of the day, I I enjoy it I, either way. I there yeah. are things that I am like actually very picky about. Um, canned tomatoes canned is one of tomatoes. them. I'm very picky about canned okay. tomatoes. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty picky about rice, right. the type of rice that I buy. Um, I don't like any kind of long grain rice. I always buy short grain arborio, which is a lot more expensive, but it's Ooh. so worth it. Um, canned tomatoes. I only buy only buy San Marzano's. I don't buy anything besides whole, peeled in the can San Marzano <laughs> tomatoes. Um, I also only buy Swanson chicken stock. <laughs> Picky about chicken stuff. Like, there's these weird okay, things so that Wes I'm, is a little I, bit I, of a I only snob, buy, but he has gone. I only buy Morton's training. kosher salt. I don't buy any other salt besides Morton's kosher salt. <laughs> I have these very specific things that I have no reason to be snobby about them, but I am very opinionated about these certain things. And I think that that also might be partially like I was raised in a a household where kosher my dad out. cooked. <laughs> no, not kosher. I'm not no, I, I was raised in this household where my dad, uh, my dad was a stay-at-home dad, and he cooked, every, he cooked dinner every night, and he was a phenomenal cook. And he had all of these, or some of the things that I've adopted are like just things that I grew up doing growing up in the kitchen. Um, and then a lot of them are things that I've picked up from my experience cooking. Like San Marzano's. Like, that's a thing that like I never would have thought of um until i like started cooking and did research and i was like why does my tomato sauce always taste awful <laughs> and i was like oh i'm buying shitty tomatoes like yeah okay that makes sense it always tastes like aluminum and i'm cooking it in like a pot that i'm not supposed to be cooking it in so it's like oxidizing and tasting bad like you know all this stuff i, I think um, um as long as you have experience and what you're talking about or what you're passionate about i think snobby is the wrong word i think it only becomes snobby has like a strong negative connotation i think it's only snobby when you gatekeep certain things where like you you make it seem unattainable or like if you don't do it this way that's inherently incorrect i don't think you i think you can be like snobby in a healthy way without being like a gatekeeper and then that's fine sure you can you can have you can have a strong opinion and you can feel strongly about things um and that's there's nothing wrong with that at all, you know. And snobby makes it sound like there is, like inherently something bad about it, and you're being toxic about it or whatever. But, um, yeah. Hold on one second. I'm gonna take my sweatshirt off because you guys are both wearing white shirts, and I didn't realize that that was I didn't get the memo that that was what we were doing because I'm also wearing one under my hoodie. Oh, Ooh, we got white, <laughs> white on white on white. Hell. It's also very hot. It got really hot in my house. Um, so I turned the heater on about, 
I wonder if we did our ad break. I turned the heater on. Crank it up. Thank God, this isn't a video podcast. This is the whitest you can possibly like. <laughs> I know this three is three white dudes wearing white t-shirt, like plain white t-shirts. <laughs> James, go put. James has to go put his glasses on so he matches the oh, rest of okay, us. Yeah. I got. Me and Bailey both. Me and Bailey also both have black and. You can't see. We both have black and white chairs. Oh yeah. There's a you theme. There's Jeez. a theme. We, man, we suck. Why does anybody listen to this podcast? It's a great we podcast. Do suck. Um, made more it's a phenomenal podcast. And on, uh, thank you for yeah. joining us for this phenomenal podcast. Uh, it's been a really good time. Thank you for joining us, James. Thanks for having me. Um, do you have anything that you'd like to like to plug or to tell the people about? Uh, not specifically. Besides, please, please interact with us. We're you know we're building some social channels. We have an email. Any. Any input? It doesn't have to go on the show. Opinions about the show, anything you want to yeah, say, please let us it. know. We're literally we're whatever. To, you know, opinions, interactions, anything. So let us just talk to shout us. Out, sh- shout out Instagram for uh, us making a <laughs> page today and instantly getting suspended for doing absolutely yeah, Bailey, nothing. <laughs> Bailey made us an Instagram page. All he did was pick the name and then create the account, and it instantly banned for some reason. We're filming this <laughs> a why. few weeks in advance tentatively hopefully we'll have a running instagram <laughs> channel by then if we don't i don't know email yeah. instagram and tell them why did they ban us and yeah what was the what's the handle for the instagram page? well Just in case it was it was dfb underscore podcast but we're gonna have to probably figure something out but we'll figure it out <laughs> okay well bailey will, bailey will edit it and he'll bleep he'll bleep that out so you don't hear the old handle and then he'll edit in the the new one. A podcast under know, many we'll names and, and nicknames. Please join us again. This has been Dinner for Breakfast, the mixology portion yeah. specifically. The good the good portion. Uh, <laughs> Bailey, good. do you have anything you wanted to say to the people? Anything you'd like to plug? No, just uh, you can find me at Weird Eats on TikTok. And um, yeah, let's rock out. Cool. Uh, you can also find me at Weird Eats on TikTok. Yeah, there's Wes is featured Sometimes. in some of them. I'm in a couple of them. I am You're in a couple. couple. Of them. You're in a couple. If anybody wants couple. to see my cute little face, I'm over there on Bailey's TikTok in some of those episodes. All right, all right guys. Um, all right. Bye, Bye, everybody. Peace.